We hear that the Prophet ﷺ كان أكثر الناس تبسما ما رأيت أحدا أكثر تبسما من رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عبد الله بن الحارث one of the companions said they have not seen anyone who smiled more than the Prophet ﷺ uh, so the Prophet ﷺ had a radiant beautiful smile that was comforting and uh, he was always cheerful but we hear in, a, in, a, in another hadith that those of you who read Shema al-Tirmidhi, and hopefully everybody did, uh, Abu Hala said that the Prophet Wasallam he was oft grieving. Or you may actually translate this as continuously grieving, always grieving. So how could you be this cheerful with a radiant smile uh, and continuously grieving? But how could you be continuously grieving at the same time when you are the messenger of Allah, when you receive a message from God directly, the last divine communication to man was received by you, and Jibreel comes and talks to you. You sit with Jibreel. You have ascended to the heavens. You have basically transcended Sidrat, above Sidrat al-Muntaha, you know, the, the threshold that no one, none of the creations has ever crossed uh, before you or, or, or even after you. You know, Jibreel cannot ascend beyond that point and the Prophet ﷺ ascended. So how could you be mutawasal al-ahsan or continuously grieving? And basically all of those reports are true. Um, certainly the second one about being mutawasal al-ahsan from an isnad point of view, the chain point of view, is controversial, is questionable. However, we do see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Shara, for instance, we see this also in Surah Al-Kahf. So, what is You are about to destroy yourself out of grief that they are not believers or that they have not accepted faith. You are about to destroy yourself out of grief because they have not accepted faith. We know that it hurts you, it, it saddens you, it causes you grief, that which they say. Uh, so it, then we do have backing from the Quran basically to uh, substantiate that report, which is mutawasal al-ahzan, after grieving. But is it grieving? Is the meaning grieving truly? No, it may not be grieving, you know, the better translation would be deeply reflective, deeply reflective, not after grieving. So a believer may experience three layers of emotions. Simultaneously, at the same time, the believer may have three different layers of emotion. The external layer, the outside layer, it's the outside crust, if you may say, is one of cheerfulness. This is an indication of emotional generosity. 
you, it, no matter how you're feeling inside, no matter how you are feeling inside, you're always basically projecting that image of cheerfulness, confidence, uh, certainty, trust, and, and so on. That is basically to be generous, to be kind to those who are around you. You, 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 you see the difference between someone who has like, and I'm not, I, I don't want to basically blame this on the spouse only, whether it is the wife or the husband, but the difference between someone who has a negative spouse and a positive spouse, or someone, a cheerful spouse, and you know, otherwise. So anyway, the, the people who, who are emotionally generous, people who use, who tap into their own psychological reserve to make those around them comfortable, to cheer up those who are around them, th this is the best form of generosity. This is better than any form of generosity. I don't care how much money you give to people, but if you're not sharing that cheerfulness, a smile with people, and you know that care and cheerfulness and um, an emotional uh, uh, softness and uh, with people and intimacy, then that is that is miserliness and that is the worst form of miserliness people who are who who had who have a depressed mood all the time and depress everyone around them that's a very bad form of stinginess and miserliness so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam abdullah ibn al-harith ibn al-harith tells us ma ra'aytu ahadan uh, have not ever seen anyone who smiled more than the Prophet So you see him and he, he, like his face is radiating with this comforting smile and he makes you hopeful, he makes you cheerful and so on. But at the same time, at the same time, he's not intoxicated. He's not, you know, uh, there is no uh, detachment from the world and the problems of the world. And the world has many problems. And the Prophet ﷺ had the greatest and basically the most important mission in, in the history of humanity. He's the final messenger. He's relaying the final message from God to, to man. And he had so much burden on his shoulders, and he was not the person who would be intoxicated or we would live in a bubble. He was react, responding uh, appropriately to the environment, responding appropriately to everything around him. So yes, it saddened him what they said. And yes, he was very saddened because of Quraysh's stubbornness and disbelief and rejection and denial of the truth. He was very sad to the point that Allah had to say to him, you're about to destroy yourself out of grief. Don't, don't do it. You know, and, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said this more than once in the, in the Quran to comfort the Prophet sallallahu The Prophet sallallahu for instance, in Ghazwat Badr, he was told about where every one of the kuffar, you know, the chiefs of, you know, the major chiefs of 
Quraysh would drop dead. He was told before the Ghazwa, this is where this person would drop dead. So he knew that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him victory. But it is amazing that during the Ghazwa, when the Prophet sallallahu as Ibn Abbas says, saw that the kuffar are, are about 1,000, and Ibn Abbas says that the believers, in this particular report, he mentions the believers were, were 319. So Ibn Abbas said the Prophet ﷺ raised his hands up in supplication, invoking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala until his mantle fell off his shoulder. So he was raising his hands up like this until his mantle fell off his shoulder and he kept on crying for his Lord, Allahumma anjiz li ma wa'attani, Allahumma aati ma wa'attani, Allahumma intahlik hadhihi al-asaba la tu'abad fil ardi abada, or la tu'abad uh, so he, he was basically uh, responding appropriately to the tense situation in the battlefield. He was afraid for his companions. He has 319, in this report it says 319, maybe 315, but in this report it says 319, and the kuffar are 1,000. So the Prophet ﷺ naturally allowed his emotions, his spontaneous emotions, uh, basically to, to manifest. His spontaneous emotions are fear and worry for his companions. This is basically, not, you know, they, they're much less prepared than Quraysh. So he kept on asking his Lord, oh, my, oh Allah, accomplish what you have promised. Accomplishment, accomplish for me what you have promised me. Oh Allah, bring to me what you have promised me. Oh Allah, if this group of people is destroyed today or vanquished, you will not be worshipped on earth. So that is a spontaneous, uh, appropriate response to the tense situation in the battlefield. Despite the fact that the Prophet had complete certainty in the promise of his Lord. So that would be now the third layer. So the first layer is that you know, outer layer of cheerfulness, that emotional generosity, spending from your psychological reserve on everyone around you. Everyone who sees you sees the smile and gets comforted by being with you, by being around you, by being in your company. And the second layer is being you know, uh, connected to the reality is, is, is basically having worry, being deeply reflect, reflective, having deep concern. So Imam Ibn Taymiyyah, when, when he tries to interpret Mutawasir al-Ahzan, and he said, you know, he does not address the authenticity of the chain, which is controversial, because as we said, there are indications even in the Quran that he used to be uh, sad, uh, so, so when he tried to, to, to interpret this, he said, this is not the husn out of personal desires or aversions. This is the worry and concern, worry and concern, worry about his ummah, concern for his people. So it's a different type of, of husn. And that is the second layer. Deeper down, the, there is an infinite source of certainty, of uh, tranquility, of serenity, infinite, boundless. That is what faith gives you. The core, the core is basically boundless uh, source of 
tranquility and certainty. That is faith. Faith gives you that certainty, that tranquility, and the Prophet ﷺ had complete certainty in the promise of his Lord. The Prophet ﷺ had complete comfort with uh, his Lord, had complete also uh, trust in his companions, uh, and, and he, he never had the despair that breaks you. He never had the despair that breaks you. He had the worry and concern. He had the appropriate response to, you know, the conditions around him, but he always can tap into that infinite source of certainty and confidence, which is faith, his faith in his Lord. Uh, so no matter how bad things were, the Prophet ﷺ was always able to uplift his companions. And he was extremely optimistic. He used optimism like, the, the, if, if you, the, he was the most optimistic person in the history of humanity. The optimism of the Prophet ﷺ was legendary. He even changed names. Uh, he changed bad names for, for good names like, he would change people's names, he would change names of places because he liked al-fa'l al-hasan. He said, لا عدوى ولا طيرة وأحب al-fa'l al-hasan. قيل لهم al-fa'l al-hasan قال الكلمة الطيبة or الكلمة الحسنة. So he said, لا عدوى ولا طيرة, there should be no uh, basically cont contagious transmission of diseases, uh, but this is qualified by other hadith. And he said there should be no superstitious uh, omens, bird omens, and I like a good omens. He was asked, what is a good omen? He said, a good word is a good omen. And he always used to reframe things, reframe things. Like, look at when uh, the wife of Abu Lahab used to say, So she used to say, that this praiseworthy, uh, we have uh, uh, we have rejected and we despise his deen and we disobey his command or we reject his command. And the Prophet ﷺ would say to his companions, uh, so the, he would say to his companions, don't you see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala averts the abuse of Quraysh from me? They are cursing Muthammam, the dispraiseworthy, and I am not Muthammam, I am Muhammad. So that's called reframing, you know. So he's seeing the, the, he's seeing the, the favor in the trial. He's seeing Allah's favor in the trial. You know, Winston Churchill said that, you know, the difference between the pessimist and the optimist is that the optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty and the pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. That is true. That's, that's a true statement. And the Prophet ﷺ would reframe the, the negative into positive. Adi ibn Hatim, when he was sitting next to him and someone came and complained about banditry and someone came and complained about poverty, the Prophet ﷺ felt that Adi ibn Hatim started to feel, you know, is this really a good religion? You know, and uh, because it seems that the community, the, it, 
the community is having much difficulties. So one is complaining about banditry, one is complaining, complaining about poverty, and the Prophet ﷺ would uplift Ali ibn Hatim's spirit, uh, spirits immediately and say to him, if you live long enough, you will see a lone woman traveling from Al-Hira to, to Al-Kaaba to make tawaf around the Kaaba alone traveling alone from Hira to Al-Kaaba. So he would be telling him that there would be so much security. And if you live long, long enough, you will see that the treasures of Kisra will be overtaken by the Muslims. And then Adai tells him, Kisra ibn Hormuz. And the Prophet ﷺ tells him, yes, Kisra ibn Hormuz. And then he would tell him, if you live long enough, you will see that a man will come out with uh, like a hands full of silver or gold to give it away and find no one to take it, to no one to receive it. And Adi ibn Hatim was really not, you know, but he said, I lived long enough to see two of these and I'm waiting for the third. I lived long enough to see two of these and I'm waiting for the third. So let us try, and there are so many other techniques that the Prophet ﷺ used to uplift the spirits of, of his companions. And let us try to stay optimistic and keep our heads up and, uh, and tap into the infinite source of comfort and serenity and tranquility and strength, our faith in, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وأقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولك إن المسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات والقانتين والقانتات والصادقين والصادقات والصابرين والصابرات والخاشعين والخاشعات والخاشعين والخاشعات والمتصدقين والمتصدقات والصائمين والصائمات والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات أعد الله لهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما